Welcome everyone to the Russell Show. I'm your host Russell Chaudhary and can't wait to jump into today's podcast episode. Episode number 87, we have a special guest, Michelle Cox. In this episode, we will discuss with Michelle the topic of how we show up in personal life and professional life versus vice versa. So don't forget to subscribe, leave a review on our podcast. Let's dive in. Hi Michelle, thank you so much for taking the time out today and joining me in this podcast episode. Really appreciate. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, you're most welcome and the pleasure is mine for like you going to the show and yeah, super excited to doing the podcast with you and learn more about you and your journey, how you built your business and your career. So yeah, we have like interesting story which is like how we show up in personally and professionally. and keep moving forward with our life but before we get to the topic uh look to know more about you how we came to like a business coaching helping entrepreneurs and business owners yeah so i've been coaching for technically uh, officially for 8 years little over 8 years however throughout my career i was a leader of people for the last 20 plus years So really the transition was moving from working in corporate into working mm-hmm. in a professional realm of working with individuals. And from a who I coach, it kind of naturally evolved into coaching business owners, coaching entrepreneurs. It was who I worked with a tremendous amount in my corporate career. Yeah. And I was super passionate about organizations creating the environment and a culture And so it naturally came where if I'm working with the executives it creates a butterfly effect throughout the entire organization working just with those individuals. Yeah, that's great. So what what made you actually get into like a coaching entrepreneurs and business owners? Is there something you always wanted to do or like a, along the journey like you found your calling? Yeah, so I never planned to be a coach. So I'll be 100% transparent that it was never on my journey and never in my plan. I had joined a leadership development and executive coaching program. It was a 12-month program. Mm-hmm. And 3 months into that program, my sister passed away. So and yeah. Thank you. And it was a it was the actual the catalyst for me transforming where I was going in my career. Yeah. Uh, yeah. From a perspective, all of a sudden I had coaches supporting me. I had my own coach and and really got me out of being stuck in how I would have traditionally dealt with the loss and moved me forward to create my life on purpose and I wanted to be that for other people. And wanted to ensure that I was supporting people and creating their life however they chose to leave it and in the same realm showing up for your team. So if something's yeah. happening for you that you're showing up 100% for your team along the way. And that was the catalyst that completely transformed and I've been coaching executives ever since. Yeah, yeah, this is great. So yeah, we had like a discussion as well like before the podcast call like how you've been through like a loss of hardship uh losing your sister also your father as well. And yeah, how you tackle all of them obstacle and all of them like dealing with the loss in the same time and same time you're building your business and your team and kept everything together so yeah this is why we are like doing this podcast where we're going to talk about more 
into like how we can show up personally and professionally in our life during the tough times. So let's talk about uh, this. Uh, how did you manage to manage both of them, like your personal life as well as uh, your professional life, building a team during the your sister death, uh, which is like a few years back? How did you manage it and coped? And same time, like uh, you kept yourself going. Yeah. So I I think the first thing is that. I, I want to acknowledge that my dad had passed away in yeah. 2009 yeah. and when he had passed away, how I did his, and I say how I did his loss mm -hmm. because I did not actually, I wasn't, I didn't actually grieve him and go through the loss. Yeah. I avoided yeah. the loss at every single cost that I could possibly avoid it. And so when my sister passed away, the, the big game changer for me is I actually was dealing with her loss. So I was present with it. I allowed myself to feel everything that I was feeling. I allowed myself to be angry, to be sad, to be frustrated, to take like all of like feeling all of that. And I also allowed people to support me, yeah. which was completely different than I had done in the past. I allowed people in, I spoke to people, I listened to people, I I was like, literally had a community. Then I created a community on purpose mm -hmm. for that. And then in addition to that, I had my team at work who was relying on me. But the, the beautiful thing about it is I also was able to leverage them. So I was able to say, I, I need to be present for myself, work through the loss so I can show up for you. Yeah. And really was able to let it go, delegate. I mean, delegation was a key thing for me and trust. So I delegated and I trusted my team that they were doing what they needed to do to support our business in the realm that they had always done it with me there or not. And that was a game changer for me. I, I took two weeks off of work and it was, it was hard, like taking that time off of work. And at the same token, it was what I needed. I needed to rest. I needed to feel everything. So then I could come back to work and I was fully there and fully yeah. present yeah. back with them. Yeah. So you knew like the problem is there and you, you let everything out. You didn't hold back your all emotion to yourself. And this is like an important thing, isn't it? Like we oftentimes, we try to avoid it or like uh, ignore it and go for like a different kind of distraction like as someone's mom and dad or some loved one passed away they're gonna go to work next day or like uh, ignore it like completely like this is something really happened to them and it's actually in the long run it's like affecting them in the mentally and emotionally and i think the same thing happened with you uh, while your father is passed away right a hundred percent and when i because i didn't like i can t i can tell you the impacts of not dealing with it. So I, I had led a team around the world mm -hmm. and I had a huge responsibility at that point. And I, instead of taking time and grieving, I worked through the entire loss. So I literally, the day of his funeral, I was working in the morning Yeah. and yeah. my poor team, it led me to micromanaging, to being super short, to not trusting, to like, literally the anger was underneath it, but it was really sadness, but they felt that impact because I was more engaged with work and all over what they were doing versus right. taking right. care of myself. 
<laughs> and so it was a downward impact for my entire team. The fact that I wasn't doing what I needed to do, take care of myself. Yeah, uh, totally uh, related to this. So because I lost both of my parents in 2009 and within like a span of three months, my mom and dad both passed away. My dad died in January. My mom on day before my birthday in April. So it's like under 90, inside the 90 days, like both passed away. And obviously with my dad, we actually knew like it must matter of time, like he's gonna go because he is a stage four cancer. And we had like a kind of calm our mind already because he's not gonna be there forever. We know it's like next three to six months, he's gonna go because Dr. Wynn told us. But with my mom, it was like unexpected. And that day it just happened. It just whole world broke, broke into me. And I felt like it's the world gonna end. And I cried, I cried a lot because I was like 13 years old. Obviously I, I didn't know what else to do. And two, three days, like I was in a grieving moment. But after that, it just eventually what actually happened, even though I'm trying myself, making myself uh, upset because all of my, a relative and people like who knows us family friends and everyone came and seeing us and they talking about how great my father and mother was and everything it was unexpected how my mom gone but even though i'm trying to be upset i couldn't uh, be upset anymore and I, I don't know why it just after three days it's eventually all gone and i can totally relate it to that like when you step back and take the time to grieve and let all out and eventually is miracle happens because you get strong enough to deal with any kind of situation and same happened with me like last year during the pandemic uh, we had a blessed with our first child and he had a brain damage and doctor told us he's not going to make an next 24 hours and again a doctor been predicted like he's going to die on my birthday again so me and my wife we cried in the hotel because we had to go different city for like his treatment and was in a hotel we cried out and everything and after like a crying for six seven hours we couldn't be an upset anymore and just kind of strength came inside for both of us and we are going through it and eventually we did and he's doing well now he's 10 months old but actually facing the truth, I think is like most important thing. And I think you did exactly the same thing after you losing your sister, right? 100%, 100%. That's exactly what it was. It was actually yeah. facing what was reality and facing the truth and looking at what does this mean and allowing myself to look for me mm. instead of trying to show up for everybody else. I was only showing up for me right then. Yeah. And that's all I could do. Yeah, some, some people can't really don't know how to grieve, even though like they get in a shock moment, they can't even cry. Mm -hmm. And we oftentimes, like, especially with the men, we've been told like men never cries or like men never shows the emotion. And that's why it's like a more suicidal rate is like in men compared to women, because women always like to try to be emotional, even though whatever happens with them, sometimes they're sharing with their friends, family members. But with men, even the biggest thing, they wouldn't share their spouse, their family members, or like a colleague or friend, because we always think like, uh, uh, you know, I don't want anyone to judge me, I'm a weak. And that's why it's like, uh, it makes it really, really hard for like mental health. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I my practice is 80% men, ironically mm -hmm. enough. So I work with a lot of men in my coaching practice. Yeah. And part of it is, is that you're right. They don't have necessarily a safe space to 
let out their feelings and not feel like someone's judging them. And I can't tell you how many times I've had a man cry in working with in a session with me because it is a super safe, intimate space Yeah, where they can let their emotions go and actually be and not have to show up in a certain way based on society standards. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, so like uh, all of your like uh, losses and the tough time, how, how did you actually dealt with it? Like we talked about uh, how, how we let out all our emotion and everything, but is there any kind of steps you followed or is there any therapy you needed to take, like hire some coaches or like uh, put the support probably your partner, your uh, anyone, family members? I love that you asked that question because it's a yes to all of it. So I had uh, a coach throughout the entire time mm -hmm. and I created on purpose, my team, my tribe, and it was my tribe who knew me and trust. And I could trust and go to at any point, no matter how silly it sounded, whatever I was thinking, feeling, however it was, and they don't expect me to show up in a certain way. And I knew I could go to them. Yeah. Have intimate conversations with them throughout the process. I, I also hired a therapist because I knew that having like, that was one of my people on my team, quote unquote, because I needed to work through the loss and not stay in the loss as well. So it was healing. I had a therapist. Yeah. I had yeah. my coach for creating my future on purpose. And then I had my friends and my, what I called as my tribe. So yeah. it was really a holistic approach to moving forward and not staying in that one spot. Yeah. It makes a process a lot easier, isn't it? Like having someone you can share with and especially during the tough, tough times, like this is where you can test all of your friends, your family members or whoever with you. If not there, then obviously they're not like a true uh, friends, uh, whatever reason is, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the one thing is like with my coach, I recreated everything for myself. I recreated my career. I mm. recreated, I even recreated the city I lived in because when my sister passed away, she left behind two boys right. and my nephews and my brother-in-law, he's going to, he was going to need support. He was going to need someone on his team with yeah. the boys and so I, I literally moved the city then state I lived in to come back home so I could be close to the boys I literally recreated my entire future on purpose throughout the entire loss yeah you you saw like a, what's the good thing is happening rather than thinking about why did that actual event happen right you took the <laughs> opportunity like this boys is now mine and I can take care of it and this is meant to be happening and it eventually happened right Exactly. Oh, yeah. Oftentimes we blame on the circumstance. Like when I look back, like why my parents both died and eventually happens in the one thing, just like my mom and my dad, they had like a really good relationship and they loved each other so much. They wouldn't uh, go to like a one night without them. Like my dad wouldn't let my mom to go her uh, parents' house like for a night. He would come with the car and just pick her up and like, let's go home. So yeah, uh, it'll be really hard for my mom to survive without him and whatever actually happened, which is good. And I wouldn't be in here and doing the podcast with you if they were still alive. Like I wouldn't be coming to the UK and I wouldn't have like that kind of journey to share with people. And I wouldn't have experienced that kind of loss when 
I can say to other people how to deal with the certain things. So yeah, why university does and what happens in the in the life, I think there is a lesson to learn and look for the positive side of it, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And the interesting part is we're we're talking about a math a loss in the realm of someone passing away mm. and a death in the family, but a loss is a loss, and yeah. it could be a loss, a divorce, it could be a child, it could be the relationship with a child, it could be any which realm that I could name a gazillion different things of what could be considered a loss. Yeah. It, and all of those same things, like we tend to walk over and not think and really just step over all of them and not deal with them. Yeah. <laughs> and how we, and that impacts how we show up at work from a professional perspective. Yeah. And that would be my next question, which is like, uh, during the tough time, how did you manage your team members and kept everyone together and kept moving everything in the same time? Because oftentimes we see like a, when a setback happens, the whole team and the whole organization suffers from it, right? Like if the leader is not performing the highest level, the team doesn't really perform highest level as well. So how did you manage uh, your team motivated during the tough times? What type of support they gave you and what do you have to do in terms of like keep them together. Yeah. So I would say like my biggest thing with it was being vulnerable with them. So in vulnerability in the workplace is like a, a big piece because we tend to say, no, you're not supposed to do that in the workplace. Mm. Like you can't be vulnerable. You can't share what's going on for you. But for my team, like they needed to know where I was at. And so it took me being extremely vulnerable and trusting like trusting them yeah. that they could, that they were willing to participate because I already, I had a baseline relationship with them. Right. And so really that was the first and key piece. The second piece is that really creating like everything with them on purpose, still doing my one-on-ones with them, still having team meetings with them, still developing them along the way. Because for me, that was a source of inspiration. So yeah. as I yeah. kept seeing my team develop, I'm like, okay, this is inspiring for me. Like, and if I'm going to lead them in development, I have to be doing the same thing. I can't just talk the talk and not walk the walk. So it was a both. Yeah. Interesting. So like, uh, did they support you in a way? Like they did their part, like they took on like more work than yours. Yes. hundred percent. So I was very blessed and I'm very grateful for my team mm -hmm. because they did, they, for two weeks, I took off two weeks of work, which is the first time I've ever taken two weeks off of work in my entire like career. Yeah. And, yeah. and literally they, they took it and ran with it. And I also had an amazing leader. So it was not only did my team, mm -hmm. like I had a great team who were willing to say, put me in coach, like whatever you need, I can take it. And if I don't know, I'll figure it out. Yeah. But I also had another, I had a great leader that was hundred percent in it with me and he was willing to show up for my team. So if my team needed him, they knew they could go to him. No yeah. questions yeah. asked. So it was like really creating that support structure holistically for them while I was there. And when I wasn't there. Yeah, that's great. So like, uh, 
what kind of advice do you have like for our entrepreneurs and leaders like who's listening to this podcast so probably anyone can uh, face that kind of losses could be going through divorce or could be like losing their loved ones or could be like they got a serious illness or something like and can manage their team so how can they build a team in a way like without like they get involved if if they need to take a break three months six months whatever to figure out their life so how the business can run smoothly in the same time and build the business in the same time i'm so glad you asked that so the the one piece i will say is that i set myself up for success before my sister had passed mm -hmm. so the the biggest thing that i would say is teach your team develop yeah. your team and that's what allowed me to take the time to really step away from the business is that prior to that that's all i had done development was a huge piece for me and my team and i made sure that they knew what i worked on that i was teaching them what i was doing and how i was doing it yeah. so in yeah. the event when hey if i get promoted or if i leave or if i something should happen where i'm not there if i'm on vacation that they could take the ball and run with it no questions asked would it be the same way exactly how i would do it no but i mm -hmm. trusted my team that they had the skills to do it because i had set them up for it so that right. would be the number one thing and it's also the number one thing that i see that people don't do which gets in their way of business is spend yeah. the time yeah it's spending the time developing their team it's more a reactionary versus a proactive and do you think like people need a kind of help in order to build a kind of team or like anyone can do it or need like someone from outside can guide them and help them through like yourself, like a business coach or like can someone just do it themselves? I mean, you can do it yourself. I mean, that I, I don't say that anybody can't do it themselves because they 100% are capable mm -hmm. of doing it themselves. What I would say is where I come into play is I help them do it faster. Right. And also stop them from getting in their own way. If they've been doing this for years and years and years, or even if you've done it for five years where you're the person and you're the only one doing it and you're so used to it, it's you have to break that cycle. So you need accountability. And if you don't have accountability, it's going to take longer for you to get where you want to go. Yeah. It's, it's like an individual thing, right? So some some people need kind of help. Some people doesn't. Some people like born with like a leadership mentality and they can learn whoever need to be in order to like uh, build that business or career. Yeah, absolutely. And people have like people are there's some folks out there that I've learned that they are super passionate about leadership. So they've done their own learning prior to going into owning a business. Yeah, that they've saved set themselves up so they know what they need to do in order to, to thrive in a business. And so there are people out there that don't need a coach. And I'm the first person to say not everybody needs a coach, mm -hmm. which is against the truck against the tide for most people because they're like, yes, everybody needs a coach. No, not everybody needs a coach. Is it going to help you get where you want to go faster? Absolutely. But you don't need one. Yeah. Yeah, so like uh, those who's listening, like uh, if anyone wants to work with you and then reach out. So do you have like any kind of steps in order to work with them, like achieving their goals or like? Yeah, so I really focus on five core areas 
in really looking at from a, from a leadership perspective. And it starts with your life and really looking at you personally, because everything we have that happens personally impacts us professionally and vice versa. Yeah. We look at creating awareness and really looking at where are your blind spots and looking at where is the baseline for where you are today. So we know where like, and then so when we're creating your future on purpose and we're really looking at where you want to be mm-hmm. a year from today, we have a clean aspect of where you are. Then we go into really how you're like relationships and relationships is a big piece of coaching and leadership relationships with your team, your clients, your peers, whatever it looks like, and really creating foundational relationships. Then we focus on really creating your vision and getting clean on exactly what the strategy is that you're going to take to get from where you are today to where you want to be. And then finally, it's all about developing your team, hundred percent developing your team. And that's what we work on. So if you look at all those five key areas, that's really what I'd say are the, like the five key areas to be successful as a business owner and create results that you're after. Yeah, that's great. So, yeah, so we're running out of time this podcast. So those who's listening, if anyone wants to work with you and reach out to you, what's the best place to find you, Michelle? Uh, on my website, it's www.michellelcox.com. Yeah, do you have any social media platforms? Uh, LinkedIn would be is the number one platform that you're going to get tons of goodies and lots of key learnings and just by following me on LinkedIn. Yeah, that's great. So yeah, thank you so much for coming to this show and sharing your journey with the audience. I really appreciate it. And yeah, I wish you best of luck with your business and your career and have a wonderful year and have a wonderful day as well. Thank you. You too. I appreciate it. Most welcome. So that's a wrap, guys. You know how to find Michelle. Go to her website and also uh, follow her on social media platform, which is on LinkedIn. And yeah, if you want to work with her or, or like you have any kind of collaboration, just reach out to her and she's happy to help you with it. So yeah, till then, stay safe, stay healthy. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Thank you, guys.